Hey guys, Abel here. I am here with Thomas Compidel. We are in our room at Dust Gym, Vienna. We had an awesome time here for the past three years. Just a lot of training, filming, and hopefully by the time you're seeing this, you will also have seen some of the training footages and some cool stuff we recorded here. But now we're gonna talk a little bit about bulking and body fat percentages. This is something I hammered home on my channel quite a bit, but we both have some positive and some negative experiences on this topic, so Hopefully we can provide some cool insights for you guys. So um, my first question to you, Thomas, is just how long have you been training roughly? And when was the first time that you decided that you're going to get lean? And how was your first experience trying something like that? So actually getting lean was my first training goal. My big first training goal was just to get rid of my excess fat. I was a, in my late teens. I was really fairly chubby. I was like a classical nerd type of skinny fat look. Couldn't do one push-up, couldn't do one pull-up, really weak. Then I farted, I basically permacut it for one or two years by doing cardio and high-intensity interval training, like some push-ups and some burpees and shit like that. And then I was in a sort of an in-between phase because I wanted to gain, like I was impressed by guys with big arms and wanted to gain a little bit of more, okay, like I want to gain a little bit of muscle mass, like I want to get a little bit bigger in that sense. And from i think 2012 to 2014 i would say or 15 i was just really afraid like to get fat again and just ate way too little messed around with training like always like just ate a bit and then just tried to get leaner again somehow but there was like no muscle mass to show for it and then in 2014 or 15 i really decided to commit to okay just okay let's just let go and eat and train as hard as I can and see what happens. And that's basically the year or the two years where I gained most of my muscle mass. That's also uh, when I got some coaching uh, and focused really on getting stronger. And basically I focused more on performance and not just micromanaging my nutrition. I would say that for me, I got into like actual structured resistance training in the summer of 2013. And I would say that from that period up until the summer of maybe 2015, was me was spent trying to get six pack lean basically i've never seen even a hint of my abs before i started to think that that is an unattainable goal like i will need to have some sort of magic happen for that to actually happen because some of my friends were telling me about seeing their abs like when they got into training at some random point they quickly got to the point where they saw their abs for me it never happened so for me this was this magical thing this mirage almost that i was chasing and Eventually, through a lot of trial and error, I managed to do it. And then as far as how gaining phases went after that, basically I would say that up until maybe two years ago, my gaining phases were just very short attempts at trying to gain muscle whenever I got sufficiently lean, or at least I thought that that was lean enough to actually start gaining. But then I got into some sort of an overeating, sort of binge eating period, and then I just ballooned up to a much higher body fat percentage really, really quickly, kind of forcing me to start cutting once again. I think by far my biggest mistake was just cutting too much. I mean, honestly, this was uh, this was a mistake that I was still battling with, like up until like last year. This was one thing that was just so hard for me to let go of, uh, because once I actually actually figured out what it takes to actually get lean, then it was um, always the most convenient short-term goal for me to chase. I think. Mm. Um, I think because at some point I realized that building muscle is just a lot harder than getting lean, and that's you know the biggest improvement in your physique in the short term is going to come from revealing the muscle mass that you have. So 
it was just really hard for me not to always have that in the forefront of my mind. And for one, I think that made me develop like just an unhealthy relationship with fitness on the whole. Like for me, fitness and becoming a better version of yourself physically just became kind of synonymous with starvation and restriction all the time. So that was one downside. But the other one is just I prevented myself from making the best gains in the beginning of my training journey that I could have. I basically only started making my newbie gains like maybe two years ago when I was already in this whole fitness game for like four years. Yeah, very similar for me. So I got lean like in 2010, like, and then actually I started somewhat lifting in 2012, but then I started like really following structured and good programs and making gains and eating more in 2015, 14, something like that. And that's where I make the most, the most gains. And before that, I was always afraid of getting fat again and always had that that cut mentality in my mind as well so I, I said i was following scooby he was always saying like eat super clean like just don't get fat you know it's all just be lean but obviously of course if you have a lot of muscle mass and you really just want to stay lean and maintain that then yeah of course but if you're young and you're uh, active and you have a lot of potential then yeah you definitely need to eat a lot of food if you really are working hard in the gym and um so yeah like i found out that i could eat basically almost twice as much as i was eating and then i started gaining some muscle and it's not that i got super fat i got a bit more fat but it was just yeah it was i had to let go a little bit of that uh, of that holding on right just accept that yeah there's some fat game but you gotta eat like th that's what i said like also it ties to listening to your body right if you're just depleted constantly cutting nothing's progressing but you still want think you need to cut then no it's like it's, your mindset is just wrong it's just too strict so maybe let's talk first about how the ideal like fitness year should look like in terms of what should take the majority of time so obviously it's said a lot that maybe you should spend a lot more time gaining than cutting uh, simply because you need time to build muscle it just takes a lot of time and especially if you're not genetically very gifted and you're past the point when you're making the initial bursts of muscle gains then really the most amount of muscle you're going to gain when you're in a surplus and you can still eke out some gains when you're in a deficit but it's just an inefficient way of doing it but actually we just talked about this the other day that the best way to structure your year perhaps is to spend most of it not being too meticulous about your nutrition try to find a strategy where you can put it on automatic and you can eat with the minimal like the least amount of micromanagement that you can get away with and not just eat in a surplus but also try to ease up those super structured habits that sometimes you need to adopt mm. when you're cutting and then try to not only the deficit periods but also these like really really structured periods should be only a minority of your um year basically would you would you agree with that mm -hmm. yeah definitely if, if your goal is to gain muscle then you should have at least like a couple of times more gaining time like three four five times as much gaining as cutting time probably um even more maybe and the thing is also this like let's say you're someone who is fairly content with the amount of muscle mass that he or she has i know a couple of guys who do then it might be okay like okay you still want to gain muscle but you're very conservative with it like right you 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 maybe have more cutting periods in there or you you're not as prone to or you, you're not overeating as much like you you're trying to keep it conservative right you might leave some gains on the table but you're always staying lean and everything so it depends on that kind of thing too like if you're absolutely not happy with the amount of muscle mass that you have then and you still have a lot of potential probably then it might make sense to really go towards the other side and make sure that you actually are eating 
enough and not constantly are on the edge of just on a deficit again right yes yeah, so i just wanted to say i just wanted to say that um we talked about the other day that there's a lot of debate over how really necessary is bulking like some people refute the whole idea that surplus periods are somewhat overrated because energy balance is not driving muscle mass as much as we once thought and you can't force feed the gains mm -hmm. and there's a lot of truth to that definitely but at the same time i think we both found that there are just gains that you make in a surplus that you just can't really make without eating a lot of food if anything you're just gaining a lot more strength when you're heavier like you get a bit chubbier your joints feel better you can just push more weights and then when you're cutting you're still holding on to a lot of those gains or a lot of those strength gains and yeah. maybe you could make that with a super super lean gaining period but it just takes a lot more time and the whole process just doesn't seem as as efficient if you're not as strict with your nutrition when when you're bulking you also have more mental energy to put in your training if any right so um, if anything else, just easing up on the nutrition, just make sure you're eating healthy and eating enough. And then just, as I said, like rather eat more than less so that you're rather most of the time you're in a surplus and not trying to micromanage because if you have very active days, you might go in a deficit again. So if you're, it depends on the goal again, like if you want to gain maximum amount of muscle and strength, then as we talked about many of the guys who are the most muscular naturally at some point in their life, they were really, really, really overweight, like really fat, but also probably really strong. Like they looked like strong men or something. And we also know that sumo wrestlers have some of the highest fat mass contents the, in the world. And yeah, the thing is, obviously it's easier to lose fat than gain muscle. That's an argument too, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. We were just talking about this, that um, earlier on, the problem was that guys were just way too assertive with bulking phases. They would just go into a surplus and they would eat everything in sight. And now these guys know better and they look back at those times with some regret or at least kind of blushingly reflect on these periods. Like, yeah, that was maybe not the smartest strategy to do. Yeah. But at the same time, that's when they made their best gains. And now we sort of have the opposite problem. Like people are not going for the dreamer bulk anymore, but they are just super, super fat phobic. They are not willing to gain at all. And if they overeat for a few days, or maybe they have a period when they are less disciplined, maybe they gain for a month more than they wanted to, and then they freak out and they go back into a cutting phase again. And, you know, like one or two months like this add up really fast. Like before you know it, half a year gone by and then another half a year, maybe then uh, all of a sudden you actually want to do a more dedicated cutting phase to get a bit leaner, then there goes another two or three months and you can easily waste years this way. I mean, that's what I did. I never I never went into this with the intention of, okay, I'm going to permacut, like that's gonna be my lifestyle. I always knew mm. pretty much ever since I discovered the more evidence-based crowd and some of the bodybuilders like Lane Norton, even though I wasn't a bodybuilder, I understood that I need to spend a lot of time gaining if I want to build the most muscle. So I had the right intentions, but I just screwed around too much and yeah and all of a sudden i just wasted a lot of years as i look back so i think it's really easy to fall into that trap did you have initially some romantic fantasies about how the ideal fitness year should look like because for a long time i've been kind of almost paralyzed by a lot of these messaging that okay you should get down to like eight percent body fat and then your insulin sensitivity and all of these things are best and then you should slowly bulk up over the course of maybe six to eight months all the way up to maybe 15 percent body fat then you spend maybe two months cutting get down to like eight to ten percent body fat and that that is how it should go and then if you start at like 12 percent body fat then you're kind of screwed already because that's already a suboptimal point in terms of like insulin sensitivity and inflammation and all these things to me it was so paralyzing for a long time that honestly 
I could have probably spent a lot more time gaining, but this fear that I'm just screwing myself over if I'm doing that actually just stopped me and I always ended up cutting again. Did you have any of that? Yeah, I had a lot of overthinking in that regard as well. So for me, I was just afraid to get fat again, like not necessarily optimizing my range of like better insulin sensitivity, better testosterone, but just afraid of like getting as chubby again as I was as a teenager. And yeah, having said that, how, how should you structure your year? It's really hard to say, like it depends on, first of all, how okay are you with gaining body fat? How um, structured do you want to go? How much effort? I think it comes down to just how much effort are you willing to still put into your nutrition while gaining? The more effort you put in, the less fat you're probably gaining, um, but also the more energy like it will take from you, right? The more mental effort it will take. So um, in my opinion, it's best spend like have your habits in place, eat healthy, eat your like eat enough if you're really in a gaining phase and don't mess around with, oh my God, did I overeat? Did I not overeat? Just, you know, have that let go mindset and just focus on like, it's just often a mindset thing, right? So if you overeat on one day, you could have the mindset, oh, nice, I overate a bit. So I have more energy tomorrow for my training and no problem, right? But if yeah. it's like, oh shit, do I need to have a cut day now? And it's like, you're just micromanaging, like your mindset is too short term and too like focused on the wrong things if your goal is to long term get a better physique yeah let's talk for a second about the whole body fat percentage ranges so um now luckily a lot more people are starting to question the whole 15 percent body fat is the absolute highest that you should ever go and over that you just start gaining more and more fat and ideally you would start a gaining phase at eight percent body fat that was the thing that i was swearing by maybe three years ago let's say by now i don't but for a lot of for a long time it kind of crippled me um what is your experience with that and what do you now think about the whole body fat percentages question yeah body fat percentages is a big topic we know like scientifically that the leaner you are up to point the better probably your testosterone and some other hormones get but having said that like for example in my experience if i get very lean like 10 percent 11 percent um i think that is fairly lean I, yeah. I know that many people don't think that's very lean um if i get that lean i really feel that i get more and more joint problems mm. so i know many people don't but i get like weirdly beaten up by x like pull-ups i get joint pain where i never get joint pain when i'm at like 14 15 body fat so as a sustainable body fat percentage, I think 14-15% is really good. And then how far you should go, I think you always have to think of these things like ideal hormonal environments as a continuum, right? So probably it's better to be a bit leaner, but it's not like, okay, 15%, now you're at 16, 17, now you're screwed, right? No, it's probably also a bit an individual thing, like how you store, where you store your body fat. Are you still happy with the way you look? Are you actually performing well? Let's say you're performing really well at 17, 18% body fat and can have productive training for a year there and basically bulk at around this range. It's a lot better than to crap around at 14% or 13%. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, actually, first of all, I just want to reflect on what you just said at the, the end, that 14, 15% is a really good place to stay for a lot of people, actually. And it's interesting because now we are both probably at around mm -hmm. that mark, like anywhere from 13 to 15% body fat. And we are both guys who are have a fair amount of years now under our belt. Uh, we have like some genetic strong and weak points. I myself am pretty much dead average genetically. But now I, for example, can see though myself that at this body fat percentage, I look 
pretty decent actually and i never would have thought earlier in my training journey that i i could actually look pretty good at this body fat percentage uh, range because the more muscle you have the better you're going to look at that point and you i mean from my perspective you pretty much look perfect at this point like uh maybe you have some days when you think you could be yeah. looking leaner yeah. but you know from the outside looking at you you're pretty much at the perfect balance in terms of size and leanness like in a sleeveless shirt or whatever mm -hmm. like a gym shirt that you're wearing now like it's as good as it gets for someone who is not a genetic freak yeah, yeah. but have been built have been training for a while so that is one one thing that i want to pick up on the joints that you mentioned it's really interesting because um i just told you a few days ago that for the past four months i've been bulking yeah. and i was doing really high volume training i was pushing prs i got really strong on presses and pulling movements mm -hmm. and i had basically zero joint pain i had this unfortunate thing with my hip but i don't think that's mm -hmm. related to much of anything it was just one of those unfortunate mm -hmm. cases but my shoulders, elbows, these things always flare the fuck up when I go too much on volume, too high, too high on frequency. And I've been doing hot, full body training every day, basically high volume, like close to 30 sets, mm -hmm. pretty much zero joint pain. And it could actually be because I actually was a little bit higher in body fat than earlier. Like mm -hmm. when I ran into these joint problems earlier on, of course, you can make an argument that maybe I just wasn't adapted to the high volume and high frequency. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was always staying at the 10 to 12% body fat mm -hmm. range and now everything just feels a whole lot better. Yeah, so one last point on the whole uh, how lean you should stay and how far you should go in belly fat. It's really interesting that when you're down at a very aesthetic level of leanness, when you may be disappearing in clothes and you don't even look like you live, but you know, in good lighting especially and with your shirt off, you look really lean and cut, it's really hard to dedicate yourself to the gaining process. Like it's really, you're kind of in this chronic state of being super attached to aesthetics. And it's just hard to make the move of, okay, I'm going to eat and I'm going to focus on performance. And once you kind of got over that hump, when you still look good, but you're not, your abs are not the best that they ever looked, it's a little bit easier to let go of the whole aesthetics consideration. And you can actually focus on performance. And you can also just put the whole training and nutrition thing on the back burner a little bit, put it on automatic, and also free up some more cognitive resources and focus on other things. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed uh, something like that. Yeah, definitely. The problem is once you've got very lean or lean enough so that you can like really see your abs, like you've tasted the gold essentially, and you want to keep that. Like there is some part of you that wants to keep that because it just really looks impressive. It's something special. Not everybody has it. But yeah, for most people, it's not a sustainable body fat percentage. They're like they could sustain it, but they would definitely not be their well-being, their happiness would suffer. And for most people, in my opinion, it's not worth it, right? It's something you have to consider. Yeah, I think maybe a good practical thing on that for guys is, you know, especially if you're in the beginning of your training journey and you're looking up to these guys that are super aesthetic and lean all the time, I mean, try it out one time. I mean, get down to 8% body fat, try to up your calories and try how it is to maintain that for a few weeks and see how you feel. And if you're one of those people who feels really, really good, I mean, I had Ivan Gavranich on my channel who is staying at like 5 to 6% body fat and is holding on to it and he finds it really satisfying and feels really, really good. If you're one of those people, you will know and you don't have to second guess yourself in that case because you will see that i like this i can maintain this and my life quality doesn't suffer but if you're someone like me i mean i got down to eight percent body fat as well and everything sucked i'm like my body temperature was down like i was cold all the time um i was hungry food focused couldn't sleep well um and you know i don't have to second guess myself over that anymore like i know how it feels and i also know how it feels to stay a little bit higher in body fat percentage. So try it out one time, you know, don't just take our word for it and don't let this be something that is just tempting you in the back of your mind all the time. But I guess there has to be that point where self-awareness kicks in and you actually listen to your own biofeedback and how you're actually feeling.
What are your thoughts on rates of weight gain? So this is again, something where the pendulum is swinging all, all over the place. So guys back in the day were doing the permabulk, super aggressive seafood diet. Mm -hmm. And now it's um, a lot more popular approach, I guess, to go super, super slow, bordering on maintenance and just erring on the side of eating in a small surplus. What are your thoughts on uh, these two approaches and then we can go from there yeah uh, rather than giving you numbers here I just want you to consider a few points so point one is your genetics how gifted you are for gaining muscle versus gaining fat for example then how how um, genetically gifted are you to gain muscle in general how much can you put on uh, second thing would be your training status are you already advanced have built a lot of your muscle mass or are you a complete beginner and a third thing um, would essentially be uh, yeah, how willing are you to gain fat, right? So that could be a determining factor in how fast you should gain weight. I would give the recommendation um, to gain as much weight as you can while still gaining just a little bit of body fat, because then you're definitely in a surplus, mostly, and you're basically maximizing muscle gains likely, like not absolutely maximizing, but you're at a good point where you're gaining fat slowly, but most likely gaining more muscle than if you were to micromanage it and just not gain fat and um, try to like go for something like 0.1 kilogram per week or something of muscle gain. It's very unrealistic, like lots of measurement error there. So uh, as long as you're like, I would take caliper measurements like once every week or two weeks. And if it's going down just a little bit, you're doing things right no matter what the scale says like for example if you train like a shit ton if you do twice a day training and have like the craziest training sessions you might gain very like way very fast um you might gain weight very fast even at an advanced stage because you're just training like crazy these rates that you hear from many people they're often just very much uh, the average of a averagely trained average volume um training guy so yeah it's really hard to generalize yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Or let's talk uh, for a second about mini cuts, like going for a long gaining phase, slower, or maybe just gaining for a short time and then do a short mini cut here and there. Um, my rule of thumb here is always go for at least two months of uninterrupted gaining. By uninterrupted, I obviously don't mean that you can't have like a deficit day here and there. In fact, I think that's a good thing to auto-regulate your bulk a little bit, like have some days when you're eating a little bit less and let your appetite gauge you a little, or give you a gauge here. But don't go into the okay i'm gonna gain for two weeks and then i'm gonna cut for five days and just going back and forth like you kind of have to give a more unambiguous stimulus for your body that okay this is the environment i'm in i am free to dedicate resources to building something really costly such as lean tissue but if you're going for at least like two months and then doing maybe like two weeks of cutting and going back and forth i think that if that allows someone to be more dedicated and mm -hmm. not jump ship as soon as they see a little bit of fat gain or they see some definition fading away then i think that's a valid approach but yeah what do you think yeah, i would add to that that you would uh, you really want to monitor your training performance so for example if you might have gained for a couple of weeks or even months and then you'll maybe hit somewhat like a few performance plateaus or something in your training. That might be a good time to cut and maintain that strength. Yeah. So that's a very practical approach, how you should, how you could go about it. If you're not sure whether, yeah, you should cut again or not, but give it time. Definitely like give it time to like, just fuel your body and make squeeze the most strength gains out of it because you will be stronger at a little bit of a higher body fat percentage and for your body to adapt fully to that 
new strength basically it will need some time as well so definitely not a fan of under two or three months bulking then bulk as long as you gain strength and are still happy with the way you look or okay with the way you look then just do a mini cut and then repeat and don't do a crazy mini cut if you're not for going for a show or a photo shoot then you don't need to cut like very very much completely down you just minimize cutting time and maximize gaining time yeah, for context, that's actually almost exactly what happened in my case. Like I bowled for four months and it was a lot of fun for a while. I hit a lot of strength PRs and I could handle a lot of volume. Everything was just better. I felt really, really good. And it got to a point where, well, first of all, obviously some, you know, aesthetic considerations. I just literally didn't like the way I looked in clothes. I just looked too stocky, like a little Michelin baby. Um, and also just stopped getting pumps, like as subjective as that is. And I'm not sure whether that actually means anything. It could simply be just some fluid shift issues and some things that have nothing to do with how much muscle you're actually building but just stopped enjoying my training sessions i just felt sluggish not as energetic as before and that was like an indication that okay maybe it is actually a good time to stop bulking and i was bulking for four months so it's not like i stopped it way too prematurely and now i'm doing a mini cut and i've been going fairly aggressively as you saw here but i've been doing it for just over two weeks now it's 16 days at this point and i thought that i would go for eight weeks and i think that the most i'm gonna go for is actually four or five weeks it is, it is just not necessary i could go for eight weeks and get down to 10 percent body fat but then again the question is exactly why so yeah one really important thing i think that makes sense to mention here is that as a natural you most likely will look worse and worse when you are bulking at least shirtless so it might seem like you're losing muscle um, especially if you look at photos or if you look at yourself naked in fact when you do making your best gains so don't be fooled like don't be allured by the lean look because most likely you make your best gains while you look worse and worse and then when you cut again you will see that new definition essentially yeah i find that there are these benchmark points in your eating journey if you will when you can really assess whether you actually progressed in terms of muscle mass like at the peak of a bulk that's not really the best time to do it because you just look kind of fluffy you retain water easily you might be just bloated and when you're bloated and retain water and are pretty high in body fat then it can just make you look terrible especially if you don't have like a super good body fat distribution as you start cutting down for the first couple of weeks as you're just losing a lot of body fluid um, maybe dumping some sodium you just look flatter and you just look not really good and then when you got down to an appreciable amount of leanness like maybe 12 percent body fat or so and then you start adding calories back in you fill out a little bit more then you can really assess whether you progressed in terms of muscle mass so that's just an important thing to keep in mind okay so final thing to wrap this up should you bulk or cut that's let's address this question and first of all let's just get it out of the way that when we say cut we don't mean getting down to a shredded level like People have this idea that, okay, I'm cutting. That means no stop until I literally have veins on my abs. Like, no, it just means cutting off a little bit of fat and it could last anywhere from two weeks to maybe 12 weeks. And that's a somewhat more extreme case in most cases, unless you're like seriously overweight or obese. So, and at the same time, bulking doesn't mean eating everything in sight and does not stopping until you're like 10% higher in body fat than what you are currently. It just means eating at a reasonable uh, or it just means gaining at a reasonable pace, putting yourself at a nutritional intake where your performance is maximized and just not worrying too much about body fat increases for the time being. So with that in mind, should you cut or bulk? Let's start with someone who is skinny fat, you know, typical occurrence, just started training not that long ago, doesn't have a lot of muscle, has some gut, maybe a little bit of pudge. What should that person do? 
So a skinny fat person who's untrained definitely should not worry about bulking or cutting. That person should just really focus on getting good training in and eat at around maintenance and the body will basically has so many resources to gain muscle and you will probably most likely lose some fat as well. So definitely no need to go in either direction, just basically start doing something with training and nutrition like eat healthy. Yeah, in many in many cases, I wouldn't even bother with macros and exactly. things like that for a person like that. That th there's plenty of time to introduce all of that into your life. Just yeah. just eat when your family is eating, yeah. <laughs> and train and get stronger. That's mm -hmm. the biggest consideration. Mm -hmm. Okay, someone who is not skinny fat, just um, got into training. You know, pretty average body composition, probably like us in the beginning, like nothing too crazy, not obese, not seriously overweight. What should that person do? Uh, in my opinion, if you're in the beginning of your training journey, you should just generally not cut. Like if you're obese, for example, and seriously overweight, then yeah, of course, that is always a reason to get a little bit leaner, if anything, for like extra motivation. But when you're just starting out, you should really just be focusing on size because that's your potential at that point is just so high. Focusing on trying to cut a lot of fat is just a great way to um, jeopardize your initial potential. Yeah, exactly. And I totally agree. And you have to realize that if you don't have a lot of muscle mass, you will look like shit if you cut down. So you will look like basically a, a very skinny, very slender person and you won't look muscular if you don't have a m good muscle development. So that's why you don't, you don't even necessarily need to think of a bulking face. Just as a beginner, you just want to eat enough and you want to like really fuel your body so that you can basically just maintain a state where your body can build muscle and just eat normally, uh, eat enough and yeah, just give it time at the beginning before you try to like get down to 8% body fat because you might not like the look unless you have enough muscle, muscle mass. Right. So um, someone who has been training for a couple of years, maybe two to three years, probably a lot of people watching this are at that stage mm -hmm. and, you know, they don't have a ton of muscle yet, but they already put on like a decent amount of their newbie gains, maybe some of their early stage intermediate gains, and they are at like a moderate level of body fat, maybe anywhere from like 12 to maybe 16% body fat. Uh, what do you think that person should do? Yeah. Then I would ask, what does the person want? Like if they want to get lean for a photo shoot or for the beach, they can go for, yeah, they can try going down to 8 or 10% body fat and see how they look if they like it, right? It's, it's, I think it's a lot of personal preference at that point. If someone's at 12, 13, 14% body fat, they could also just gain more muscle, right? So um, there's no need to obsessively think about this. Just think about what's your goal. If your goal is a certain look, know that you need, for example, if you want to look like Brad Pitt and Troy, you need to gain a certain amount of muscle to do that, and then you need to get lean and not the other way around, not trying to get super lean and then stay there and somehow the muscle will come on. That's not how it's going to happen. Yeah, and the important thing to emphasize there is that if you are 15% body fat and I've been training for three years, don't be paralyzed by the thought that now everything is just turning into shit and you're just going to gain more fat. You can still gain if you don't mm -hmm. feel like cutting and go for yeah. the next three months, sure. go up by a body fat percentages or two. And the final thing I wanted to say is once you've been at the point where you were training for five, six, seven years, you built up maybe the majority of the muscle you're going to build, you're satisfied with your physique. At some point, you can kind of decide whether it's still worth it to go for serious gaining or cutting phases. And you can just sort of maintain your physique, maybe cut at a certain time when you want to do like a photo shoot or something. You want to sharpen up for the beach. But at some point, it might simply not be worth it to push the envelope too much. So would you agree with that? Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And many people call this gain-taining. So you're just eating to maintain mostly, uh, maybe in a little surplus so that you might squeeze out a little more, like half pounds, uh, half a pound of muscle or so over the years. But yeah, essentially totally agree with that. 
Perfect. So yeah, I think we managed to give some cool insights uh, about gaining and body fat percentages. This is a topic that is close to my heart and I think uh, a lot of the viewers will enjoy this. So I want to thank you for your input. So just let people know where they can find you and what are you up to in the online sphere. All right, what am I up to? I'm up to, I do mostly like online coaching. I am a teacher at the university as well in psychology. That's my expertise. Um, you can find me under campedelcoaching.com. Mostly German articles over there. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at campedelcoaching. I post a lot of English speaking um, stuff there. And um, yeah, I also work as a, re a researcher for Manuel Henselmanns' team. So um, I also know a bit about the science behind lifting. And yeah, that's essentially it. Awesome. Yeah. And you guys know where you can find me here mainly. Uh, my Instagram game is just uh, taking off and uh, I made my public or made my profile public. So now you can follow me if you want. So it will be linked or captioned here somewhere. Mm -hmm. So thank you for tuning in and watching this and hope you enjoy this. Subscribe to the channel for more content like this and let me know what you thought. So with that, see you next time. Bye bye.